Welcome to the Coaching York podcast. To find out more about our offers and services, and to make suggestions for subjects that you'd like us to cover, go to coachingyork.co.uk. That's coachingyork.co.uk. Welcome to the Coaching York podcast with me, Jeff Ashton. And me, Fiona Smith. So what we want to do today is follow up from our previous pod when we were thinking about empowering your authentic self. And we're asking the question today, what are you doing to enable your authentic working style? So Fiona, can you just remind us what we covered on the last podcast? So um, yeah, last time we were talking about your authentic self and really about challenging ourselves to believe that we can turn up and be our authentic self, understanding the things that might stop us from doing that. And there were two models, tools or whatever, which we uh, which we focused in on. So one of those was about the, the challenge between are you making an assertion or an assumption? So the difference between fact and, and the assumptions that we tend to make about things which are not backed up with fact. And then we also had that really helpful phrase for, for digging in the round of I can't do that here. And we explored those words and, and, and how we can challenge ourselves around those words. Brilliant. And what are we going to move on to today? So today, um, yeah, very much focused around working styles. The idea behind that is that we all have a preferred working style. It's not that we can't adapt that. It's not that we can't use other styles, but we all clearly have a preferred working style. We can, with that knowledge, make more informed decisions about the choices that we make around the styles that we use and adopting different situations. And that can be really useful, not just for us personally, but very much around the interactions that we have with other people and building our awareness of what might be other people's preferred styles and how that might impact on how they present to us and how we then view them and how those interrelationships work. There was a model that you were going to share with us, Jeff, wasn't it, around um, helping to get insight in this area? There is. It's called Carla's Working Styles. There'll be a link to a questionnaire and some more material in the uh, podcast notes. And essentially, he's thinking about five different styles, which are typical that people use. He will say that generally there are two of these that people will gravitate to more than others and three others that they can dip into if they want to. So I'm going to play a little game with you throughout for this. So I'm going to I'm going to give you uh, five different sets of statements. And I just want you to tell me, Fiona, is this more like you or less like you when you're working at your best? Okay. And we'll think a little bit about it. So here's the first one. So I am, when I'm working at my best, I am a good team worker, an able communicator, get on well with others, and I'm nurturing and supportive. Is that more like you or less like you? More like me. All right, so here's another one. So when you're at your best, are you energized by what's new? like to initiate and problem solve and shy away from routine hugely <laughs> definitely more like you okay here's a third one uh when you're at your best are you an enthusiastic activator who likes to get lots of done is energized by deadlines and is good at juggling priorities yes parts of that i'm definitely energized by deadlines so here's here's your fourth one at your best do you have an eye for detail do you aim for perfection in everything? Are you a producer of accurate work to a high standard? And are you well organized and like planning ahead? <laughs> no, definitely not the latter. <laughs> definitely not well organized, definitely don't like planning ahead. <laughs> okay, so here's the last one. 
at your best, are you the calm eye of the storm in any situation or crisis? And are you most happy when you actually have a crisis to cope with? And you make people safe by taking control. Again, interesting one, because yes to parts and no to other parts. I won't necessarily feel the need to take control, but I will be quite calm and I'll not be particularly phased by it. So I guess it's maybe a little bit like with any of these things, there's a, there's a little bit of yes, and there's a little bit of no one. Okay, Mr. Carla's big idea was that there are these five styles, which you call pleasing people, which is the one about pleasing people, which you call try hard, which is about being energised by what's new and problem solving. He called hurry up, the enthusiastic activator who likes spinning lots of plates, likes to be busy. Be perfect was the person with the eye for detail, who makes work a work of art. And the person who is calm in any situation he describes as be strong. And he said that for most people, you can look at these five styles and there will probably be two that people will naturally gravitate to and they're their best working styles. They can draw on the others. There might be one they really don't like, but they're all styles that are available to us at, at different times. So Fiona, we were talking earlier about a very seminal experience of your own where you discovered something about your own working style. What was that all about? So this was um, quite a few years ago now when I was um, working for Mars. So for the avoidance of doubt, when you're talking Mars, we're talking confectionery, not aliens. <laughs> well, actually, we're talking pet food, Jeff. Pet food. <laughs> so, um, pet food is as, is a bigger bit of the business of, for Mars as um, all the well-known confectionery brands. There's something new we learn every day. And um, we used to run associate engagement days where the the leaders of all different functions would develop a session where we do communication to all associates on site. So from the people working in the factory through to R&D, finance, marketing, everyone was involved with it. And each function would basically present like an update of these are the these are the things that you need to know about what we're doing. And everyone would sort of rotate through all of these groups. Um, so my area was finance. And, um, it wasn't always the session that people most look forward to going to. So quite often the sessions would be a bit, a bit dry about, yeah, the financial performance of the business, where we needed to focus on cost control, etc. I, I needed to do this and it, it was it was the first one that I was doing. And the thought of just standing up and presenting loads of stuff about numbers and cost control and everything just like, didn't exactly energise me. So I decided I was just going to start from a blank sheet of paper and think about actually if I'm designing this from scratch in a way to engage this audience what can I do what how can I put it together in a way that it will actually interest and engage people in things that we really do want them to be interested engaged in but it's like but there's there's so much terminology that acts as a barrier there's um, just some content in there that isn't relevant to so many of the people in the business so I literally sat down with this blank sheet of paper and thought about it and, and thought about you know my audience and whatever came up with a, a way of working a, a plan for a workshop that was re really different to anything that done this had been done from the finance function before and I then brought together a team who who worked with me on it and we we delivered this on the day and I have to say on the day I was really really feeling nervous that certainly from my my peers on the leadership team that mm, am I just going to be just a bit well you've kind of not quite done all of the standard things that we expect you to do but actually we got great feedback from from across the business 
the fact that they enjoyed the workshop and actually that they learned stuff from it and that they then understood things about the, the cost structure of our products and, and why we talked about certain aspects of things and, and why certain things were more important than other things. Because it had been put to them in a different way and it had been put to them in a way that was more in their language and in the consumer type language. At that point in time, that was a really powerful learning for me on... I don't always need to follow what, you know, do things in the way that they have been done before. And that my style and approach to doing things like this can, can work and be different. It's okay to do that. And that really stayed with me. What, what did you kind of discover about yourself and what did you kind of hang on to going forward as a result of that? I didn't follow the standard route into finance and I probably wasn't the stereotypical finance person so you know when when we when we were in there doing a Myers-Briggs profile I was the one who was in a corner of the room by myself or at best was one other person with me and I think one that what that helped me to do it's part of the journey of me embracing that yes I'm different and I look at things differently but actually that's what helped me to be in the position that I got into because I worked with people differently and I engaged with people differently so it was all part of that leadership journey for me around my identity and, and what's important. And it's almost about trying to embrace the difference and see where value came from it um, and, and know where my skills were rather than uh, getting tied up on, well, I've not come through this route and that route that, that other people have come through. So, Jeff, if you were... Um, I don't know whether there are any examples that you've got that you draw on from from your previous career in the man from the ministry or wherever um, that, that you could share with us actually i'll just before i do i've got to whip through my own response to, to to mr carla she's a bit of background to this so i'm i'm very strong on the what he would call please people which is trying to make sure that pe people are happy and motivated and content and feel engaged that's very important to me uh, yes i am interested in novelty and innovation Although, uh, interestingly, I do like periods of routine to calm down. Uh, I like being busy with lots of things on the go at once, but in short bursts, if that goes on for too long, I find it quite tiring. I have an eye for detail sometimes. Generally, I'm quite sort of content with it. If it's good enough, that's okay. But sometimes I do like my work to be a work of art. And this could be around some of the, the, the presentation stuff that I do, or some of the more creative bits of things that I'm doing. Strong leading a crisis, uh, that's something I've had to be at a number of different times in my career. I have to say, I absolutely hate it, don't like it at all. Pressure I don't want, but then once you're in it, you just you just have to be there. And I remember one organisation that I was a part of, and when I when I left it, somebody said to me, Jeff, you've been the glue which held this team together. Um, I thought, glue? I was, I was the bomb disposal expert because there were so many different toxic relationships in this place it was horrendous but anyway but uh, something good came out of it in the end I have to say so I was thinking how how that applied so I, there's one particular job I was doing in government so I was responsible for a wide-ranging public consultation and what this means in practice is you've got this policy there's some technical stuff involved in it which you have to explain to people in a way that's accessible to them um, there's some geeks who are very happy with the technical terminology, but a public consultation has to be accessible to members of the public. So you have to explain things clearly without dumbing it down. And then you are the public face of the organisation because you're going out talking to people, but also you have to be a really good facilitator because you have to listen. 
And you have to make sure either that you know enough to understand what people are telling you, or you've got someone with you who can interpret it for you. So sometimes it was like being an interpreter. Because if you're working with someone who's a technical expert, who as you were talking earlier, you know, you, you, you gave your finance example, you've got all these technical words that you use. And I do remember sitting down with people and saying, you're going to have to find a different word to use that because no one's going to understand you otherwise. And I really did have different hats depending on who I was talking to. So internally, I was a team leader. I was a subject expert. I was also a project manager. And yes, I was a public face. And I think had I understood about working styles then as well as I do now, I would have managed those different roles a lot better than the way I did. Uh, but just to say, for people who are listening to this, if you're if you're in a place where you do have multiple different um, faces or hats that you have to wear, depending on who you're working with, and I know many people in the voluntary sector do, for example, as well as in the, as well as in the private sector, the work working styles, understanding your working style, can be really really helpful in working out how best what strength to play to, depending on what you're doing at the time. Anyway, which um, might be a good moment to, to move on a little bit here Fiona because at, at the start of the of the pod you were talking about how thinking about working styles can help us be our most authentic self but also help us in the way we interact with other people as well how, how do those things those two things come together yeah I think this is where the real real value comes in of, of understanding about working styles because you think about we get we largely we get things done through conversations we have various conversations with people face-to-face -face over Zoom, you know, in the in the, the email type of, of conversation. But we, we get things done through working with people. We all come with our own preferences around working style. Quite often, the, it's those differences in preferences that can cause conflict, um, misunderstandings in, um, in interfaces with, with different people. So actually having an understanding about styles and then having that so almost like building that automatic skill of when you're in that situation and, you know, you think, well, really don't get where they're coming from. Or why on earth did they say that? Actually having that, you start to work with it and it feels a little bit clumsy. Like, oh, I have to stop and think about, you know, well, where might they be coming from or why might they be thinking that? I think the more you do that, it just becomes like part of the way your brain works and you automatically in those situations start to think, well, hang on a minute, why is he saying that? Why might he be saying that? Um, why is he not getting this point that I'm making so, 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 so clearly? Well, actually, he's not getting it because his style is so different to yours that he's not hearing and processing it in the same way that you think you're that, that you're actually saying it. Understanding that can can often take away some of the tension in situations or take away some of the instant judgment calls that we make about people like oh he's just doing that to try and annoy me really or oh he always tries to wind me up in that meeting well then maybe he doesn't actually or maybe that's just how he turns up and he doesn't understand your style I think that um it's one of those things that I just think the, the more you're aware of it it becomes part of how you how you operate as a, a colleague a wife a husband a, a leader a, a cleaner a, you know whatever it's, it's it's an important part of how we interact with people. So how about we uh, we do a kind of a worked example on this? So I'm going to put on my Mr. Detail head because I said from time to time I can <laughs> I can do work and I want my work to be a work of art. 
and obviously when we did we did the uh, color exercise your reaction to that was that's not particularly where where you'd come from so so maybe you could um you could dream up some kind of task for me to do and i'll i'll tell you how i will react to that and what could be going on in my head if i'm not really that interested in anything other than making sure that this this piece of work that you're asking me to do is um something that michelangelo would have been pleased with so we we've been working on these podcasts recently I think it'd be great if we could get these onto our website and get them loaded up onto the Coaching Your website so that they're they're available for people to see and people get a bit of an insight into what we do. And if we're thinking about some of the um, things we've got coming up fairly soon, it would be great to get those on as soon as possible, really, so that as you know, as many people as possible can access them. So if if I was just thinking about what this would mean for me to do that in a detailed and effective way so there's some various things that could be going on in my head like why do you want this on the website why can't we just have this on a separate hosting site that'd be so much easier because then I don't have to try and embed this into the website I mean how do you want it to look do you want it to look pretty? Do you want it to look state of the art? I mean, you know, this is our this is our reputation coming out here. So it's not just the audio you have to think about. It's the visual. Someone's going to press a button and something's going to come up on their screen. It's got to look really good. I'm not really good on visuals. So I'm, I'm starting to get a bit worried about this because I, I probably want some help with this. And who am I going to go to to help me with the visual side? I can do the audio bit, but this, this is affecting some other aspect of something that I have to do. And how's that going to look? And how soon do you want this? You got any idea how long it takes to do this stuff? And by the way, have you thought about building in time for testing it? I mean, let's face it. I mean, if we try and put something out live and it sounds horrible, then what are you going to do? So these are maybe some of the things that are going on in my head. So I'm a bit concerned about have I got all the skills to do this? Have I got time to do this? Am I going to be embarrassed by this if it doesn't look good? So how, how are you going to help me with that I want things to be absolutely just so to enable me to adapt to the, to the challenge that you're giving me. You think about it and you think about it in that situation, there's probably could be, you know, there's almost like two ways you can go. You could go down the just want this done and it needs to happen really quickly. And all it is is about sticking a few files onto a website and it really needs to be on by the end of next week because then I know after that we're, we're potentially going to have a lot more traffic coming to the website. So it, it, it just needs to happen. You know, I can go that. So that's that's me homing in on that. This is what I want done. And I really don't get the complications. Chances are, if I go down that route, then we might move fairly quickly to a feeling of, of, of escalating conflict, uh, of escalating um, frustration with each other. So the approach I can take is sort of go, all right, okay, so I'm hearing that this is probably a little bit more complicated than I thought I don't know too much about it I don't overly feel compelled to know loads about it but in respect to my colleague then I probably should seek to try and understand this a bit more what do you think are the steps uh, to, to make this happen and what might be the things that we need to work on or the the, the um, blocks that we need to remove in order in order to to make that possible to happen Okay, and that and that actually, I think, is a really, really helpful approach uh, because people who do think in detail do think in those ways. I've got these various steps I need to go through. Each one of these needs to build on the other. And sometimes, as you say, it's sometimes giving that reassurance that maybe there's a step we could take out. If we took that out, would it still work? And if there's a step where you're feeling particularly worried or concerned, then what could we do to alleviate that concern? 
and I think when you're approaching it like that, you're you're drawing on one of your working styles, which is keeping people happy, and also trying to understand my working style, which is why are these things important to me? We're talking about the things that are important to both of us and bringing them together. Yeah, it can be an extremely powerful and helpful way of, of resolving tensions and and issues like this. And also, I, I think there's something within there about in asking some questions, can actually feed back that you've listened. So rather than I'm hearing blah, 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 I'm actually not going to listen to anything. All I'm going to think about is how I put forward my next argument about um, what I want. That's potentially going to hit a brick wall. Whereas if you actually feel like she, she did listen to me because she's now asking me questions about it. So I'm evidencing that I've listened without saying anything about it. She's now subconscious uh, evidencing. Uh, hopefully, you, you know, it should fit, it should be received a lot better. I'm, I'm feeling more reassured already. I'm sure this podcast will be fine. All right, Fiona, we're um, kind of getting towards the end of our time here. So could I ask you, could you give us, in time on a fashion, uh, a thought to take away and a question to refer back to? Okay. So I think the thought I would say to take away is think about how you can get a better understanding of your own working styles. It colors one model which you can use that. There are other models that you can use. What's most important actually is to to get that insight and to and to reflect on that it can be interesting to to take that to another dimension and ask and, and ask other people what they observe about your working styles if you if you're up for doing that the, the question that i would suggest you hold there is when you're having those conversations with people when you're sitting in a meeting when you're in a variety of different situations where you're interacting with other people just say think about what might be this person's style what what am I hearing that's about the angle that they come from rather than rushing to judgment about what that what they're trying to do or what their intent is thank you and my quick prompt for anyone who's listening you might want to follow the link in the podcast and you can see a summary of Carla's five categories do the questionnaire if you want to and the thing you might want to do is think about that conversation that you've been putting off and go and find that person and with the knowledge that you've gained from today give them a good listening to and there Fiona I think we'll have to wind up for the day so thank you for your time so that's uh, goodbye from me and goodbye from me thank you see you all again soon bye now